entirely out of like melamine, mel melamine, melamine, melamine. Yeah, because it was cheaper than mean or mean. Is it an N or an M? Melamine N for naughty. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve, and I'm actually a slice of chorizo, <laughs> and I'm porking excited for this. <laughs> and, uh, and this is Fools of Tools, a podcast for the reminiscing rubbler. I didn't practice before we started recording today. And That's a good quite, one, though. Quite ahead. impressed I got that right. What What is a rubbler? It's exactly what it sounds like. Someone who sorts rubble in a quarry. Not someone who rubs stuff. That would be a rubber. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's an eraser. Mm. Um, uh how is everyone? What's everyone up to? Brett, you're sat in the dark. What have you been up to? I'm always in the dark, Steve. I have been... Only on the inside. <laughs> always on the inside. I have been working on some small house projects, things that I've just... Uh, projects for a small house? Or small, <laughs> pro small projects for a house? Or small I projects believe, for a small house? I believe it's both. Nice. Uh, I don't know why, but you made me laugh like Murray the Talking Skull then. <laughs> So anyway, been doing a couple of uh, things on the to-do list in terms of building some furniture, still doing woodwork, and boy, howdy, do I hate it. But we're moving along, and I'm getting a couple of these little projects knocked out because I need to... It's pretty much my way of getting my brain back on straight after that install, and then the food poisoning and whatnot. I really just wanted to get a couple of these things done before I start working on a large... Forging project. Uh, I have to do a, two videos for Coal Ironworks, mm. and that was the agreement. So I've really got to start cracking on that. Uh, but I've just kind of solidified the first idea, and need to start processing down some material. So nice. I'm getting rid of the to-do list crap in my head, so that I can focus on everything else. Otherwise, I'm just going to think about how I can't store my cooking spices. <laughs> properly <laughs> love it yeah uh nice i i uh i yeah uh, um i want to i need to ring you anyway but i need to i want to speak to you about what you're going to do for the coal iron project because i will come on to what i did in a bit but i was playing with the press and it was fun and there's some stuff that i think you could do with your press which i want to talk to you about at some point but i'll do that off air because this is a podcast where we talk about interesting things, not blacksmithing. Yeah, not blacksmithing. Uh, speaking of uh, not blacksmiths, uh, Al. Interesting things. Oh, uh, <laughs> What have you been up to? I may or may not have bought another car. Um, <laughs> I want I want to I'm cast... Genuinely so happy when I, you sent I, me that message. I want to cast your mind back to 1998. Um, Jean Reno is in oh, vogue so um good. de niro's just come off the back of casino heat uh what's the one with arnie and no with uh, stallone copland yes uh, copland. jackie brown um together with an ensemble cast of stellan skarsgård um Jonathan price scene bean um all of them overshadowed by the greatest collection of european executive saloons um, ever assembled since Luke Besson made Taxi the same year. Um, yeah. 
in undoubtedly the best car film of all time, Ronin. I bought it's fucking brilliant a 1992 Peugeot 605 um, from Ronin, and it's fucking glorious. Um, and it's it fucking mint as well. It's fucking beautiful. Um, one owner since 1992. It's got 200,000 miles on the clock, <laughs> but it's also got 200,000 receipts for every single thing he's ever bought, down to oh, like man. writing which code is for the battery, for the remote keys, every single nice. little, yeah, everything, yeah. every every part number for everything he's ever bought. Lovely little handwritten book of the, all the receipts and everything. And to be um, fair, those, those engines are fucking bulletproof. The engine goes forever. French 30-year-old electrics, however, do not go forever. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of work to be done. Um, yeah, and if you thought getting parts for a 30-year-old Japanese car was difficult, try getting them for a French car. Um, just, it's now it's now impossible. Just message Red right, and just get him to I, send them over. If Red's listening, I will be reaching out to you for your <laughs> parts bucket, oblique, your access to uh, French eBay. Yeah, there's, there's about to be stuff on there. I mean, to be fair, like literally every time I speak to to Red, he's fixing a Peugeot, so I'm sure he knows where all of the good. I think that's more says more about Peugeots than about Red. <laughs> <laughs> Peugeot. Um, yes, it seems like a strange move from from Vitari. Um, however, I, I will get like twice the fuel economy out of this than I do out of the Suzuki, so it's actually a, quite a pragmatic move. Um, and with the, given the price of fuel these days, it's no bad thing. Yeah. Um, aside from that, I did go get away camping at the weekend. Um, nice. I went up to the northeast, uh, visited my old primary school, travelled over the Pennines, um, and I stayed in a, a farm with some horses and chickens and a donkey called Sausage. <laughs> That's such a good name for a donkey. Uh, just just catching up on things from my past, um, visiting my old school, going to the old town where I grew up and stuff. It was a nice little walk down memory lane. Nice. I like that it. Sounds fantastic. I um I want to know more about uh sausage the donkey, but again, so, so 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 there were two donkey. Um there was one that was called Dave and he was really grumpy. Um and there was one that was smaller called Sausage, who was just really cheeky and like a little scamp. It was like yeah. Scooby Doo and Scrappy Doo <laughs> in donkey form. Yeah. I love it. Um Fucking hell, Jesus, Brett. Uh, I'm, I'm not even sure I can. Don Quixote, Don Quixote. I, I can't. I can't say it how it's typed. Um, uh, what have I been up to? You ask. Well, gentlemen, I have um, been looking at my notes because I wrote it down and forgot already. Um, I. Why are you both drinking so weird? It's I really like Brett's. Seventies glass. I know it is very retro, isn't it? It looks like it should be like iced tea in there as well. Ooh, it is oh. iced tea. It's oh, actually iced ah, tea. Fucking winner. Um, yes. What have I been up to? You ask. Uh, well, uh, right. so on, last week we um, we basically just spent uh, the week just trying to finish up everything that we could, like all of the orders, um, and making as much stock for the shop as possible. Um, in preparation for the move. Um, but because it's been a busy, stressful bleh of a time, um, we actually did the first fuck around Friday that we've been able to do for a very long time. Um, so I got to 
heat treat and grind the wrought laminate knife uh, that I made a little while back um, and do like a really super quick and dirty etch on it, which was really nice to, to kind of do and to see how that looks. Um, and I'm super excited about like the, the blade shape and the, like, the, the, the lamination and, the, and it looks fucking great. Uh, but it's also probably going to be like the, the last fuck around Friday that I get to partake in because we're packing everything up now. Um, and that's what we spent like this week doing. We're just packing everything away and getting everything dismantled uh, to move to the new workshop, which means I'm probably not going to finish it, um, which is kind of frustrating because I honestly don't know what's going to happen to that blade, uh, whether it's going to get finished by like Joe or someone. So maybe Joe will make the handle, um, which would be quite a nice thing to do um, to have him finish it off. Uh, or it might just get chucked um which i hope it doesn't but yeah um so yeah doing that uh moving the workshop and the the weekend this weekend has been a busy one uh just catching up with a lot of people um obviously since announcing that i'm fucking off uh the amount of people that have been like oh i've got to catch up with you before you go and i'm like we haven't seen each other in six months and I'm only going for two months. Like it's you're not even going to notice. It's fine, um, but it's it's a good excuse to catch up with people. So Friday night, uh, it was actually me, Jimmy, and uh, Jack, who is the other guy that works um, at the workshop. He's kind of taking over from me. He's only going to be doing three days a week, um, and he's got his own uh, thing going on as well. Um, but we went for a few pints at the local cider farm. Uh, and then came back to mine, lit the barbecue and the fire pit and had a few more pints um, because the cider farm does takeaways. And <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, it, it turned into quite the night. Um, Is this the cider farm with macaroni and kidney beans? Yes, that yes. one. Uh, and it was so uh, a guy that I know because when Sam was living here uh, and she worked at home, he was one of the other chefs there, uh, Carlos. Um and he started a business kind of in the kitchen at the cider farm um called basement 17 tacos uh where he makes this uh weirdly enough these <laughs> things i don't know if you heard obviously uh although actually no so it wasn't even tacos this time it was nachos uh which i was massively disappointed about because they weren't like this give it 30 seconds of the same thing yeah well yeah but they were like they were bought in nachos. They oh. um, yeah, which I I did tell him I'm a little bit disappointed. You sell but... a deep fat fryer. Yeah. There's a YouTube video actually about how to... <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, they I I must admit, like, despite the fact that the uh the chips were bought in, the rest of it was fucking phenomenal. Um don't, don't say chips. uh well, yeah, I only say it for tortilla chips though, because they're tortilla chips, they're not tortilla crisps, are they? Yeah, thank you. Um, but yeah, so that was really good. And then Saturday, uh, I went down to Barnstable to see my friend Sally, who I haven't seen in like a decade. Um, and it was really good. It was really nice catching up, um, like reminiscing about old times and just just being really nostalgic. Which, if you hadn't already guessed, is a topic for this week. Uh and uh, that's quite possibly my 
favorite segue I've ever done. Um, mostly because of the dance that Al was doing when I was saying it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're, we're uh, Al, I'm going to hand this over to you because it was your idea. And I'm assuming you have a yeah, no, um, thing. There's obviously nostalgia is, is, is so hot right now. You know, and anything anything with with Kate Bush in the soundtrack will yeah. will, will get all the likes, um, and it's it's an easy JJ Abrams card to play, just to pull on those those heartstrings and and go. Remember things from all before the thing, <laughs> weren't they great? And there's always this sort of rose tinted glasses view of the past. Yeah, and actually the eighties was fucking horrible, especially in England, like. On the Thatcher and stuff, it was grim as first in the north of England in the eighties. It was fucking horrible. Right? To be fair, the north of England is just fucking horrible. Now it? it's lovely. Fuck off. Now we're under Tory rule. It's lovely. Um, <laughs> the um, but I I, I haven't really got necessarily a rose tinted view of the past. Um, so this the the whole nostalgia thing doesn't really wash with me. Um, other than cars, I love cars from the past. Obviously, uh, and I love music from the past, and it kind of ends there. You know. Like the XJ220, oh. <sighs> but 20, 20, 30 years ago, you know, there's no food in England. <laughs> no. Like, spaghetti bolognese was about as adventurous as, as, as people's diets got. Um, but actually going to where I went to school as a spry eight-year-old, um, it was you, actually... You went eight in the 80s? I was eight in the nineties. Yeah, this show is not about the eighties, Steve. This show is about <laughs> nostalgia, um, and it was a tiny little mining town in the Pennines called Alston. It's totally isolated from everywhere. Yeah, and everybody that lived there worked in the mine, and then Thatcher closed the mines, and then everyone there had no jobs, and the whole town went to shit, and. There was lots of drug abuse and alcohol abuse, and it was a rough place, right? Everyone was yeah. related. Everyone knew each other's business. You were literally stranded in the mountains. There was, no, there was yeah. nowhere else to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so when I went to school there, it wasn't it wasn't very pleasant, right? Um, however, the A six eight six road to Alston is Brian Johnson's favorite road. Is it for those who like ACDC and or driving? Um, he's a car and motorbike fanatic, and that's yeah. his favorite road. He's from the northeast, so yeah. Um, Joe Strummer's favorite road is the three three. <laughs> there you go. I don't know if it is. Brian Adams' really favorite. About it. <laughs> um, but anyway, so so I have not got rose tinted views of this. I'm not nostalgic yeah. about this time. But going back there, um, older and wiser and more experienced, yeah, I can actually see the good parts of it. And the positives of of this 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 sort of detached environment, and they don't live by the rules, and everyone is kind of a little bit bohemian, and they've the whole town is set up like a, a cooperative, where they yes. kind of um, they all chip in to like civil things and and invest in their own businesses and stuff, and it's re it's actually really nice, yeah. Um, and everyone's super creative, and the fact that there are kind of no rules, and like all the policemen and firemen are all volunteers who people who live in the town anyway. So it's kind of like, it, yeah. it's, it's really interesting. And, and just spending some time there over the weekend, like a good sense of community sort of thing, but oh, massively. And, um, 
because they were cut off and isolated, like in the sort of late 90s when people were starting to get internet and broadband, Yeah, there was no phone lines up there. And it was really shit, and people were really struggling. There was no ISDN or anything like that. And basically, they just campaigned and invested in their own thing and got, they were the first people in England to get like fiber optic. <laughs> and they were like, fuck it. If the, the, the phone company's not going to do it, we're just going to do it ourselves. Fucking and they, they're like, this tiny little town in the middle yeah. of nowhere had the fastest internet in England. <laughs> it was fucking brilliant. <laughs> but that attitude was like, yeah, this yeah. is great. So going there, I had this sort of reverse nostalgia. It was like, yeah. now I actually see it way way better than it was back then yeah um which i thought was interesting because normally it's like oh it wasn't the past million let's all <laughs> live in the past so i actually know i hated the past yeah but going back now grown up it's fucking great yeah i it's it's funny i was listening to a podcast today um called uh in defense of scar uh which i'm in yeah, <laughs> it's fucking great. I mean, so he's they... a good he's a good villain, but you know, anyone played by Jeremy <laughs> Irons is. Uh... Uh, I'd never heard of this podcast before, and I'm now going to go back because there's a bunch of bands that have been interviewed on it that I know and love. Um, but it was uh, it was set up by one of the guys from Link Eighty and a guy from another band that I can't remember off the top of my head because I wasn't paying attention. Um, but yeah, basically a couple of bands from the early 2000s um and they the one that i was listening to the reason i was listening to it is because chaz from lightyear so chaz palmer williams is um a singer songwriter has solo stuff out now but uh used to be in this band called lightyear which back in the early 2000s was uh, a very well-known ska punk band um, within like that scene um used to play I think they were playing like 300 shows a year on average. Um, so they basically just lived their lives on tour. Um, and there was absolute carnage at all of their shows. Like the, the music was like, I look back at it and I love the music because it's full of nostalgia for me, but it's because it brings back memories of the live shows and the live shows were what they were known for. Um, and uh, it was really funny listening to that and listening to the way that they were talking about um, like the scene from, back then and how nostalgic they were and how you know oh it doesn't you know you don't really get it anymore and oh it's not like it used to be and all of this but then kind of like uh, catching themselves being mm. nostalgic and going well yeah, yeah. is it that there's not that scene anymore or is it just that the kids are into a different thing and because we're not that age we don't know what it is and we don't really see it or the, um, or the, or the scale is different you know yeah we went to a gig and it was 50 people now yeah. people are expecting Ariana Grande to fill out a fucking yeah. stadium. It's like, no, no, there's mm -hmm. still gigs with 50 people going to them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I mean, let's say we, we've uh, recently, uh, a few of the guys that I used to go to gigs with back in the day have started doing gigs around the area again, where it is, you know, smaller touring bands and, and things like that. And it's really nice. And that, um, one of the things they were talking about is the fact that back then there was, it was this weird thing where, it seems like people are a, a lot more um like their tastes are a lot more kind of uh what's the fucking word like it, it it's a mixture of of all tastes. yeah you don't you don't tend to get people that are like only listen to ska punk or yeah. only listen to pop punk or only listen to whatever mm. um and like everyone listens to a little bit of everything which go, like when i let uh joel my nephew play dj in the car the other day was very apparent because <laughs> it 
and don't be wrong like there was very few songs that he put on where i was going this is i don't like this most of them they were fucking brilliant like really really good music um but, and a bunch of stuff that i'd never heard of and i was like right can you send me this one and can you send me that one um but like he doesn't identify as as being a particular fan of any one of those genres. Yes. um whereas back in the day it, it was a lot more kind of tribalistic but what was what was great about especially the scene around here is the fact that because there were so few shows and such little access to this sort of stuff everyone just went to every show so you'd get like like full-on metalheads <laughs> going to scar gigs and then you'd have someone skanking at a hardcore show and like and everyone would just go to every gig and everyone got on with everyone else mm. and like interacted with with them and like the skaters were always there and, and it was just it was always a really really nice kind of communal atmosphere because it was basically if you're not going to the local nightclub then you're going to a gig like that it was those were your two options sort of thing um and so yeah it was this this really nice kind of uh mix um and i'm really nostalgic for that and like i think it's that's kind of um simulated a little bit with the the maker community like there's it doesn't matter whether you're a, a woodsmith or a blacksmith or a fucking 3d printer or w whatever you do like everyone because it's it's this little like community that we've got and we're we're able to to access more people because of the internet and the fact that things have have progressed on um yeah we kind of like it's it's almost like replicating that that sort of sense of of community and and scene that um that we used to have back then i mean I, I'm, I'm, this isn't an episode about a, a, the small town in in Pennine. <laughs> um but it occurs to me now that that town that i went to school in was a maker community yeah everybody that lived there was a a, a ceramicist a candle maker a wood turner or they they brewed their own beer or yep. you know the, the and I didn't realize at the time. I just thought it was like, oh, they're all hippies and they're all kind of <laughs> a bit creative. But you know, there's people making drums, there was people making fabrics. But because there was nothing else and the industry had shut down, yeah, the only thing they could turn to was things that they knew what to do was, which would be creative. And it, it was magnificent. And you know, we we wax lyrical about about the maker community as if it's this new movement and thing. And we've said it before; it's it's always been there. Um, I just don't think it was labelled that back then. Yeah, at, at the time it was labelled as this 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 weird, like you say, eclectic mix of hippies that live out in the hills. It's like no, yeah. it was a maker community, and now that's where you get your artisanal mustard and your your, your <laughs> lovely handmade candles and all this stuff. And it, and it it's timeless. Yeah, you know, you're you're talking about reminiscing for this this kind of atmosphere, of, and I'm the same. Like yeah. going to a pub now, it's not the same as it used to be. No. Mainly because it doesn't smell of cigarettes, um, <laughs> but it it doesn't feel like pubs used to feel, and, no. and concerts don't feel. Concerts feel like commercial enterprises for bands now. Yeah. Whereas gigs used to feel different. You know. Yeah. I don't feel like I've been to a gig in fifteen years. Yeah. You know, I go to concerts. Yeah. And spend a lot of money on tickets. It's like no, I used to go to like dingy little shitholes. <laughs> I know we're talking a lot about music, and I feel like when it comes to my discussions about nostalgia, 
it's always music and movies. <laughs> and recently, I have be I have been uh, given two examples, which I I didn't really take note of until we came up with the topic <laughs> today. But I went to go get my phone looked at at the phone store um, a little ways away, and I walked in, and there was wonderful mid nineties like R and B hip hop playing. And there was only one worker there. He was a good looking dark skinned chap. Yeah. And I could not tell. I was like, is he my age or is he like 16? <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's just a good looking, good looking young man. And I was like, hey, the music's great. Like I walked in and Waterfalls by TLC was playing. I was like, okay, this is great. <laughs> yes. And then DMX and then DMX came on and then Ooh. Montel Williams and yeah, like wait, Montel Williams, Montel Jordan? One of them did a talk show. One of them was a musician. Yeah, that was like a guy who did the talk show. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I go, hey, the music's great. I was like, this is fantastic. He goes, yeah, I had to go old school. And I was like, oh, that's great. Mind me asking how old you are? And he goes, I'm 20. And I was like, oh, <laughs> God, Jesus. <clears throat> yeah. So I was, I was lucky enough to get brought up by uh, an older brother and an older sister and when they were listening to music, it just ingested everything that they had, right? <clears throat> yeah. So music really puts me in an atmosphere like you're talking about, Steve. Even if it is just listening by myself. Yeah. Just three or four days ago, I have no idea where it came from, but I woke up singing some stuff from the late 90s, uh, early 2000s. So I found a YouTube music playlist that was just like all the tops that you've heard yeah. of. You know, it's. Blink-182 and Linkin Park and all kinds of nonsense. And the amount of lyrics that I still remember from songs <laughs> I hadn't heard in 20 years kind of boggles my mind. I'm just like, I. there are so many things that I I, I didn't retain information-wise, pertinent information-wise, yeah. but I can still remember lines of dialogue from movies back then and song lyrics from back then. And that vibe atmosphere whatever the hell it is the place that i was in in my life those those things meant so yeah. much to me and yes it's different now it's not like going to a pub and being oh it smells like it used to smell 18 years ago no things have changed but for a moment or at least when i'm by myself building these things and i'm listening to that music it really just I, like yeah. I hear those lyrics, I'm like, oh my god! I remember when I was 18, I was doing. <laughs> my friend was being a real dick, and I was listening to this song, and I was like, this song gets me. Yeah. <laughs> so there was uh, there was a moment uh, earlier today when Al sent through uh, in our group chat. Al sent through a little audio clip that was uh, that might potentially end up being a jingle, depending on copyright infringements. Uh, but it was just it was the opening bars of a particular song by the band called space and literally within the first like second <laughs> i knew what song it was and it just came flooding back to me i hadn't listened to them in probably about 20 years i was just like oh fuck i'd forgotten how good and of course i then went i had to go on to spotify and listen to the song <laughs> in, in full that's a good fucking album it's a fucking great album but tin planet the album after is also a great album i i used to listen to that all the fucking time um so then i went ahead and listened to that i was listening to it on the way home today uh home from work and of course because it's so fucking hot i had the windows down had uh tim planet blasting out of the stereo pulled up at the traffic lights and some guy next to me just turned around and just the look on his face was 
<laughs> I haven't heard this in years. And I guarantee you, he went home and he started listening to that album. That's how he starts. Yeah. But, um, but how 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 tied into the the timing of these things are you when it comes to nostalgia? And what I mean by that is, do the pieces of media have to have come out during that time? Or are there things that you you create nostalgic rose-colored glasses, whatever, those feels that you get from something that could be 80 years old? Yeah. But you just so happen to have experienced it at that time, right? Yeah. When, in your yeah. younger years. Like mine, just as an example, mine is, uh, I didn't know who Johnny Cash was until I started listening to it with yeah. grandfather. And I was yeah. probably between the ages of 14 and 18 when I got introduced to Johnny Cash and Marty Robbins and all these other older, older school, B.B. King, fucking yeah. old, old blues singers and stuff. So I still have this nostalgia for them, but not because I grew up with them. It's because I had an experience or a moment of my life where I learned about those people and listened to the music. And so that takes me back to being 16, not 80. Yeah. See, I, I because um, very similar sort of thing, like I said earlier on about the fact that, you know, you'd get all the different alternative people going to the same gigs. One, well, one of the genres I didn't really mention was the fact that like the blues and the jazz kids would also go to all these gigs because, you know, all, all the rock music like can trace its roots back to that sort of music. So a lot of the guys um, that used to play jazz and blues and, and that sort of stuff would go to the gigs as well, which meant that, you know, if they knew of a gig that was going on, we'd go there. And the bars that they used to hang out in that played, you know, jazz, blues, and, and all of that, like we'd, we'd end up there as well. Um, and one of my friends was a, um, a blues musician and he used to run, uh, the jam nights and I ended up like living with this guy for a while and I got introduced to so many like good, like rhythm and blues and all of that by him. And so every time I listen to like certain tracks, like muddy waters, every time I listen to muddy waters, it just takes me back to being in that flat at that time and mm -hmm. um and so it's not just uh like you say yeah it's not just that but it, it's also the thingy the sorry al i know you want to go but before it it goes out of my head one of the other things i want to say is like it's not just a song though like it can be an object or a thing like smell yeah a smell um because i mean i as soon as i said about uh listening to muddy waters i remembered the God awful couch that I used to sleep on every Friday and Saturday night in that flat. Um, and I remember talking to uh, my nephew, Joel. And just for reference, Joel is 16. And we were talking about how uh, even now in, in Yeovil, there's the local swimming pool is known as Golden Stones, which of course everyone refers to as Golden Showers when they're 16. Um, well, but there's these horrible, gnarled up like shrub bushes in the car park and these bushes have never ever not once in my life have i ever seen these bushes like fully grown like there's always like massive like gouges in them and like bits that have collapsed in and they always look all gnarly and fucked up the reason being that every teenager that lives in yeovil at some point or another ends up in a shopping trolley being pushed by their friends into these hedges and it was great because I was able to share this memory with Joel and we were talking about it because he was doing the same thing like the previous week. And he was like, I've got a scar here from 
falling in and the fucking branch went into my arm like this. I was like, I've got one there. And like point like comparing scars with like ridiculous, stupid shit like that. And so now like and it is, it's one of those. Like every time I go into Goldenstones and I see those, uh, because I, I park there quite often when I walk Murph in Nine Springs. And every time I see those hedges, it always brings me back to um memories of of doing stupid shit when I was younger. Oh, you were pointing. I thought you put your hand up. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, the, like the, the the nostalgia thing of 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 transporting you back to like a place or a memory or a sound or a smell or you know something. Yeah. Um, that's super powerful, and and I do like. I think to your point, Brett, movies, games, music does all this. But I'm thinking about like how you can do the opposite and bring bring stuff forward. So using a hand plane or a you know a rasp or something else or something that you you can do now which is actually bringing that memory with you to to have an experience now yeah so it's not just like oh i remember skateboarding to this song 20 years ago because <laughs> that 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 isn't really productive you know it's nice and nostalgia i guess i guess what i'm saying is nostalgia is um it's not really productive. It's not taking you anywhere. It's not. It's not helping you learn or grow. It's just mm-hmm. a nice little safe space that you remember. Yeah, and it's usually positive. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you have negative nostalgia. Maybe there's such a thing. I don't know. I but usually trauma. Yeah, trauma. <laughs> usually you go back and you. Go, this is warm and cozy and comfortable. I remember. Yeah. But I think there's something really nice in doing something now. In the vein of that, those things from the past. Yeah. So mm-hmm. how how can, you know. Yes, playing Kate Bush is nice in a TV show that's set in the eighties, but it's like not relevant. Yeah. <laughs> what if it was like in a TV show set now, and all of a sudden it means something completely different? It's not just that was a song. Like if you think about it, it's not that meaningful. It's just a song that was in the charts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's no different than than playing a shit song in the charts now. Yeah. When they make a show in forty years time set in twenty twenty. <laughs> you never will, because in case you haven't noticed, decades ended yep. in the last millennia. Nobody yeah. gives a shit about the noughties or the tens or the twenties. <laughs> the nineties was the last decade. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I want to know about how to bring nostalgia forward in a meaningful way. I am just going to hit. I'm going to go ahead and say that this is the exact reason for me making the video game videos. Like, I I don't think I had that in mind of like I want to bring my nostalgia forward and yes. use it as a as a platform or a springboard to deliver this thing, but that that's really what it was about. Um, I don't think I gave it that much credit, but what I really wanted to do was bring my childhood, bring my my nostalgia to the forefront. And have yeah. it drive a project for me, you know, make it a driving force for something that I was doing creatively. And although I haven't done that in a little while, I'd I'd love to hear if there's any other examples or anything that we've seen in the maker world or or done ourselves to do that. I feel like Fool Fly was a bit of that. You know, if we look at it, we were taking a relatively old TV show, brought <laughs> us all together, and then we pushed it forward and had a good time doing that. Yeah, I mean, 
See, I as soon as you started saying about that, I had two things come to mind. The first one is the fact that you can you can kind of look back and you can think about the the things that you did uh, when you were younger and like how you if there was it, yeah, like I said with the 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 bushes, like the fact that that's still going on and everyone still hey, does bush. it. Like no, no, uh, like aim for the bushes. Yeah, aim for the bushes and uh, like yeah. Maybe a fun project would be to make a little first aid box and just like put it in amongst the bush or like a, on a post sort of thing in the bush, so that when people go in and fucking kill That's themselves, a great idea. They could, yeah. There's there's bandages and plasters in there, like and maybe some antiseptic spray, like nothing extravagant, but just like it's, some bits in there. It's like one of those community community pantries that you see in some yeah, neighbors. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. A little like, library. Yeah, just refill it. Yeah, a little library. And uh, but yeah, like do do something like that, or you know, if there was something that you like, every town has some stupid shit like that that every kid does. Like, if there's a way that you can improve that, and I, I say make it safer, I don't mean make it safer as in take away the fun, but like, yeah, if you if if you know that people are going to injure themselves doing it, maybe put a first aid kit near it. Like, there you go. That's that's an idea. Um, but also like dream like remembering the sort of shit that you used to dream of as a kid because I can remember. Um, and again, listening to this uh, this podcast earlier, just massively made me think of like the fact that when I was a kid, I, I used to dream of putting on gigs, and like the venues that we used to have were incredible. And a lot of the reason that you don't get those gigs anymore is just because venues can't like it's not profitable. There's there's those kind of buildings get bought up and turned into fucking apartments, yeah, or Weatherspoons, and yeah, well, this we don't even have music, let alone live music, <laughs> and um, and it's all about profit, and it's just it's not commercially viable. Um, but also, like kids nowadays don't necessarily know kids how to. Nowadays. I don't know they don't necessarily know how to put those gigs on. So you know, maybe maybe it'd be worth trying to find a way of um, of putting on some gigs or helping some young kids mm. put gigs on in your local area. You know, go to your local labor club or whatever and say yeah have you got a stage can we put some music on here um but the best example i can think of for that is there is a guy on tiktok who is um he's basically he's cleaning up britain's shittest skate park um, yes. and he's fucking great and i'm he's very good at fucking teasing with videos ah uh, any ever fucking hell uh, but he also does, um, he's he's trying to do like a DIY skate park. He's basically going to abandoned areas and, you know, buying some bricks and some cement and trying to build like a little ramp or a little this or a little that. Like, do do shit like that. Like guerrilla fucking landscaping or guerrilla park building, I guess. Whatever I, it is. I think, I think taking, so not, not reminiscing in the fact that you're just taking stuff from the past and bringing it forward, but taking approaches and principles yeah. from the past, I think is super nice. So yeah. it could be that it's like the gigs that we used to go to, but it's modern music. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think yeah, that's that... a really interesting take on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the thing. And like, like I say, just kind of remembering like when you're a kid, like what, what things did you absolutely love? What, what things did you wish were around more? Like, I mean, for me as a kid like music was such a big part of my life growing up that i you know all i ever wanted was more gigs more venues like mm -hmm. i've i've dreamed my entire 
teenage and adult life about being able to to run a a venue where music played a big part in it whether it was live music or just fucking good music but having that kind of eclectic thing i think obviously music is a is a big thing for me um but but yeah like look back and 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 think about those things that were important to you as a kid that you perhaps moved past uh as an adult and kind of not i don't mean forgot about because that sounds a bit shit but like yeah you you have other responsibilities you have other things going on and it might not be as important to you now but you know it's going to be just as important to some kid that's around now sort of thing like the the stuff that was important to me when i was that age i know that there's kids that are going through the same shit Mm. that feel the same way as as i did back then and like if there was something if there's something you can do to um to improve things for them then yeah figure that out and do that Mm -hmm. i don't mean to just throw it back at the music thing constantly but i did i was listening to a book yeah i've been listening to an audiobook and the uh narrator is reading through it and he starts talking about how things have changed based on technology or just approach uh and he uses this example of musicians and bands how when he was younger it used to be bands would gig you know as much as they could and then effectively get enough money to where they could make an album and then they go and gig that and then they make an album right so it's doing live performances to fund the making of music nowadays it's changed enough to where pretty much anybody can make music at home not really ever have to gig if they don't want to just self-promotion or however they can do it through social media and then they could go to a venue if they get enough following and it's basically guaranteed ticket sales and they can make a ton of money doing concerts and stuff and he was he was commenting on the fact that, like it's not necessarily good or bad right it's it's mm. the change of things but in that moment of hearing him talk about that i'm like how did people used to you know what was it like to make stuff and just be creative without having to actually deal with sales in the end or paying bills and stuff so similar to what you're saying steve like how do you get back into that having fun how do you how do you how do I make a video game video and then just like fully embrace that I'm going to do this goofy thing. I'm going to do 20 hours of animation. I'm going to do all this stuff just to put out a creative piece with pretty much nothing coming out of it. Right. And I'm I'm not doing that to say like, Oh my God, it's so impossible to just like want to have fun anymore. (laughs) But there is a different motivation that goes into it. Right. It's like, what, what is the return on that? Or I need to focus a little bit more on my time and maybe not sink all of that in for an entire week because I have other stuff to do. So balance it out. Maybe you look at it as, you know, your your parents would say, like, you get an hour of fun time, go outside, play for like yeah. two hours. Maybe you just do that now. You're like, I get two hours of playtime, but I'm my own boss, so I get to do this. I'm, I'm finding it more and more, um, not difficult, but it's just challenging to... Like motivate those times. I have to find a reason to go and have fun. I have to find a reason to like reach into that nostalgia and let it drive something. And it's a bit upsetting, right? It it feels like everything I do now has to have some type of responsibility attached to it or 
I did talk to Al a little bit on the phone and it's just like, yeah, but what are you trying to get out of that thing? If you constantly look at everything as what you're trying to get yeah. out of it, more often than not, you're going to get into a pickle, right? Because yeah. not everything's going to pay out. And that's a perspective I hadn't necessarily paid attention to a lot in the last few years of just like, why do I feel like I'm just putting all of this stuff and then I, I get upset or I make excuses of why I won't make every video a video game video. I would love to do that. But yeah, the reality of it is I don't want to have to spend 40 hours on every video doing animations. Although I wish, I think a part of me is just like, fuck it. Yeah, what if we could? What if I just <laughs> did that all the time? My yeah. whole creative channel just becomes, this is the guy who makes video games, but also makes a thing in the middle of it. Yeah. Could be. Could be. I mean, I think as we're talking about nostalgia and, and looking back at things, like one of the one of the things that got uh, expressed in this this podcast was the fact that one of the great things about that, like, and, and this is very specific to um, this group of people and that time in our lives. Like, one of the great things about back then is we did shit because we wanted to do shit, like. These guys went on tour for 300 days a year, not because they ever thought they were going to make uh, money from it or they ever thought that they were going to, you know, that that was going to be it. They played 300 shows a year because they couldn't imagine not playing 300 shows a year. Mm -hmm. Like that, that they, they went on stage because they wanted to be on stage. They, they wanted to have fun. They wanted to have a laugh. They wanted to get naked and give away a free pair of shoes that they'd stolen off of someone in the audience. Like it's like they, they wanted to do it. And I think like an important part of nostalgia is looking back and remembering why you did things that you did. And it's, it's so easy now to get caught up in the, like, like you said, well, this has got to be profitable. This has got to be productive. This has got to be this, this has got to be that. Like, I think one of the best things about nostalgia is looking back and going, this has to be enjoyable. This has to be fun. This has to make me smile. This has to make me laugh. Like, you look back at when you were like 17, 18, like early 20s, whatever, and think about how much you laughed, like just how much you laughed when you were hanging out with your friends, just goofing around, being idiots, like, or sat watching Jackass or whatever it was at the time for you. Like, how often do you, do you laugh now? How often do you fuck around and, and do that shit now? Like one of the... One of my favorite things about working with Joe and Jimmy is the fact that we'll be quite happily busy working away. And then all of a sudden you look up and Joe will be walking over to you with a bit of paper in his hand and he just hand you the paper and walk off. And you open the paper up because it's all folded up and you open it up and it's just a drawing of a dick. And it's stupid shit like that that makes me laugh. And that's... That's what nostalgia is to me. It's going back to a, to a time where the responsibilities of being productive, being efficient, being this, being that, don't fucking matter. It's about having fun and just fucking enjoying life. And I think, again, for me, like that, that's what nostalgia is all about. It's it should be about being fun and and doing things that make you laugh, make you smile, make you enjoy life. If you were trying to segue into a spiffing, I do apologize, but um, I was just going off on one. All right, no, uh, really good point, and and you've you've just made me realize that that the majority of, of my nostalgia is about insignificant things. Yeah, I'm not nostalgic about massive events. 
No. And you're not nostalgic <laughs> about how efficient you were in your no. job in the fucking bar or whatever. Or how amazing something was. I'm I'm nostalgic about things that some people might not have noticed. Yeah. Or things that mean nothing to other people. Or things that didn't cost a lot or didn't, you know, didn't take a lot of investment or didn't require a lot of effort. It's it, like you say, it's, it's the, it's the little cup that you used to drink out of or the, yeah. the bush in the corner or the tree or the, the, the cushion that you liked or, you know, the intro to a song. It's, it's the tiny little things I think that, that have the, the, the most resounding nostalgia through mm-hmm. later in life. Yeah. And and I never thought about it until you said it then, Steve. That the, the nostalgia is about the little things. Yeah. Can I just I'm just gonna throw this out here because I'm just now thinking about it. But I think what I've done with my little cabin is recreated the feeling of my parents' basement. There you go. Which yeah. was always dark because there were only two windows and they were half windows and they just they were just above where the foundation line was, right? So there was little windows, but they always had curtains in front of them. I would sit down there 90% of the time, like when I wasn't at school or when I wasn't doing sport things, I was in my parents' basement because it was the coolest place in the house. And I would just be drawing. Yeah. And like watching a movie or something like that while I was drawing. That's all I would do. Yeah. And I was very happy with that. And maybe subconsciously what I did was recreate this dark low ceiling <laughs> vibe. The windows are always covered because it's oppressive and really bright outside. But yeah, I, this is clearly a comfort. It's, it's a nostalgic comfort for me. Yeah. No one else would necessarily walk in here and go, Oh my God, this feels like my parents' basement. <laughs> but I think that's partially what I did. Like, yeah, I made I made this like the most comfortable space I've lived in, and clearly it is a basement. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's the thing that that's exactly what nostalgia is. Nostalgia is is looking back at times where you you felt safe, you felt happy, you felt at ease, where you didn't have responsibilities. No, nobody looks back and gets nostalgic about having responsibilities or having this or having that they they get nostalgic about the lack of responsibilities and the lack of i mean i i appreciate that uh this is probably me projecting about the fact that i've just gone fuck it with my life but it's it's fucking true like the nostalgia is exactly that like for for me especially but i think for everyone like the things that we get nostalgic about are things where we're happy and we enjoy ourselves and the reason we get nostalgic for that is because maybe we're not as happy as we were back then maybe we're not as free as we were back then and i think it's important to look back at that and and kind of think about it and go right well how how can i do that like how how can i get back to that place how can i or how can um, i bring that place to now yeah exactly and like how how can i replicate that how can i turn my house into my parents basement and be back in that that creative uh fucking i'd like i'm genuinely so excited for you now that you said that like that creative like space where you you can do loads of drawing and like you get re-inspired and like 
for me like that's i've I've talked about it a little bit uh I, I definitely talked about it on patreon i don't know if i've talked about it on here but like the fact that i might be going off and doing some tour driving um for bands um and like for me a lot of that is going back to to those days back when i was happy and i've i've driven a few bands on tour and i fucking loved it i, I really miss that and i miss that um that atmosphere that lifestyle and and that um the whole fucking scene and that that's what nostalgia is that's it's it's getting back to it it's it's remembering good times and i think to to bring it back to the original question of like how can you use that wisely i think you can just stop think about like what what makes you really nostalgic like for me it's certain bands and certain songs and it that brings back memories of certain nights out or events or gigs or whatever where i'm going like fuck i really enjoyed that for these reasons and i don't i'm not, I'm not saying like super analyze it but just think about like what why are you why why did that make you happy what was it about that that you did and then but what but but why do people like stranger things like because it the makes clothes you... were shit everything was brown the haircuts were shit the food was shit but this, you know this, I mean? this is the thing is it's only the music that was any good but that's the thing is they're cherry picking this that's what nostalgia is as well like like don't get me wrong i was fucking unhappy back then and nostalgia is looking back at those it's cherry picking it's looking back at those good good moments and that's what stranger thing does it it looks at the the good shit it looks at the fun things that everyone remembers fondly it doesn't it's it's weird it, it, doesn't, it doesn't show you a house where it's full it of does. Like, it shows you the shit stuff but we all seem to remember it as being really good it's like no his is fucking awful. <laughs> are, are you thinking of the fucking thingy? The no, uh, Will. Like Will's haircut is. Oh, awful. Will's haircut is fucking. Yeah, but nobody looks back at Will's haircut and goes, "Oh, I really wish my hair was like that." But like, I think, because like, it, it it doesn't show you uh, like going to McDonald's and being full of fucking those glass brown ashtrays, and like the whole thing like, being full of. I know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I, I, again, like nostalgia with nostalgia, you, it is one hundred percent like rose tinted glasses. Like you remember things much better Round than they were. Glasses. <laughs> um, that's specific to the eighties. Um, but yeah, like it, it is very much like nostalgia is cherry picking those happy memories. But you, yeah, I was gonna fucking get there, and you fucking interrupted, you dickhead. Uh, I can't fucking do it now because you're distracting me. No, oh, um, he's got a shy. He's got he's got old segue shy. <laughs> no, I just I was there, and then you fucking started on about Stranger Things and completely threw me. But yeah, anyway, um, yeah, nostalgia is very much about looking back, cherry picking those those good things, and I think it's it's a it's a good way to to kind of um, to clear that up because you if you just sit there and go, what made me happy, you. It, it's hard to to figure out but if you can figure out like oh this makes me feel really nostalgic like let's say for me it's certain songs which remind me of certain events and i go back into it like that but if you can figure out what you feel nostalgic for generally that's gonna take you to a place where you were feeling let's say like i think it's not just about being safe uh, not being about just being about being happy it's about being safe as well um because I always felt safe at a gig because I wasn't going to get bullied. I wasn't going to get shit for being odd looking or having long hair or 
wearing a band t-shirt or always wearing shorts or whatever like it was it, it was a safe space um before safe spaces were a thing and i think yeah if you can figure out what what makes you feel nostalgic what makes you feel good what brings back really fucking happy memories and you can look at that and go right what is it about that thing that makes me feel nostalgic then that can have a really big impact on figuring out where you want your life to go what you want to do with your life and if if you're not happy if you want to make a change then that's a really good place to start you can look at that and go right how can i bring that into my life now and figuring that out is spiffing right uh al have you got an order yes abs abs which means you are first so i've got a another slice of nostalgia done the right way um and it's even more pertinent because it was done the wrong way about four years ago by someone who should know better called shane black uh and it's the movie prey so if you've not seen prey watch prey it's fucking good this is the predator yep yeah it takes everything that was good about the original predator and makes it completely relevant and modern and not this hasn't that only just come out it's literally just come out it's on disney yeah. ah okay um yeah. it's on it's not... disney yeah yeah or hulu whatever yeah it's a disney film <laughs> um it's not a wistful walk down memory lane do you remember jokes about willies do you remember <laughs> you know which is what predators was yeah in 2018 this is all the lovely things from predator with a modern take and it's glorious mm. however the entire movie is overshadowed by the dog and the, the dog is just the fucking the hero of the show it's um it's like a american dingo carolina dog it's kind of like a wild okay. dog oh, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. That's domesticated. There's cool as fuck. A bit like a Basenji, but a bit bigger. Um, just watch it. Watch Prey. It's quite gory. If you don't like seeing animals die, don't watch Prey. I'm not going to watch Prey. The the, uh, the clues in the name. It's called Prey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a great film. Nice. Good chat. I yeah. I saw someone put something up about that on social media recently, and didn't. There's really a, there's a, right. I don't want to get all fucking niche. But there's actually a version of it that is the, the Comanche dub, and the whole film is just in Comanche with subtitles. Ooh. If you're feeling that way inclined, nice, it's much classier because yeah, yeah. they 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 have the Comanche speak English, which is weird. Even yeah. though there's like French colonists who speak French, it's like, uh, but yeah, Ugh. but the, the parts yeah. where they do speak Comanche, it's really nice. It's like, well, I can read, just do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they switch into like English accents is really weird. So if you do, if you can be bothered, have the Comanche dub. It's really cool. Yeah, nice. Uh, I person, my brother also told me you needed to watch that. So yep. yeah, but to be fair, I like I said, I've seen it on social media, but you're the first person to actually recommend it. And go in imagining you've never seen any of the films before. Well, I was going to say, like to be honest, like I, as much as I don't want to How give you a compliment, can you, you possibly? Are... I'm literally in the middle of fucking saying something. Jesus, you, Brett. You, you know when you watch Predator for the first time and you <laughs> yeah, don't know the fact that you stopped there. <laughs> it's just there. Uh, 
yeah, as much as I want to give you a compliment, that you are one of the few people who I will actually listen to. When yeah, but you don't. Them. You say that, Steve, because you're I... pretending to be nice, but you actually end up never actually doing what I suggest. And no. Like, oh, I, sp I spiffed that. I... Oh, yeah, I did. I believe you when you say it. I just forget instantly because my brain doesn't work right. That's all. Uh, Brett, sorry, you were saying. I think I've missed the moment. It was supposed to be a joke. Fuck, <laughs> Steve. It. Good. Steve really uh, needed to reiterate that he listens to you, Al, but he doesn't. I did. I don't. Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I, I do. I just forget. Uh, Brett, what about you? Who are you going to recommend? Uh, I'm I'm not going to recommend a specific person. Ooh. I'm just going to throw short list down to anybody that listens to this show. And these have all been things that I've referenced before in some capacity. But if you or anyone you know would like to watch kind of the, the top movies of my childhood that I still continue to watch and still continue to think are amazing mostly because i'm very good about putting putting on the rose-colored glasses uh friends of mine that have watched a couple of these movies having never seen them before are like wow they're really terrible i'm like fuck you if you were six you would have really appreciated them so anyway here's the quick list we're gonna watch goonies yes princess bride yes legend with a very young <laughs> tom cruise and yeah. Tim Curry playing the devil, which is awesome. Wow. Willow, which yeah. they're coming back with yes, some series, are. which I don't know what's going to happen with it, but could could be fun to watch. Labyrinth. You can stare at David Bowie's crotch the entire time or a very young and good looking. Um, Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly. Yes. Okay. And then just a couple more. Dark Crystal. Thank you. You have to watch Dark Crystal if you watch Labyrinth. It's creepy, creepy nonsense. And then I would probably go as far to say Big Trouble in Little China. That like yes. rounds it out. Pulled it out of the bag at the end there. Good yeah. shout on that last one. So if you put that list, like that little playlist together and just watch those over a weekend, I feel like you'll have a better understanding of me <laughs> in general. Yeah. But... I, I honestly, because of my my love for film and media and stuff, I think those are all movies that can be watched with certain degrees of like maybe the writing's a little aged. <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China is a little, a little yeah. sketchy at points. No, but it's but not. Was, it's, it's, it was tongue in cheek. It's John then. Carpenter back yeah. in the day. It's tongue in cheek yeah. then. Exactly. Yes. yes. Um, like naming your your main Asian character Chong Wang. <laughs> They did that. Hell. They did that. In, yeah, they did that with fucking Jackie Chan 20 years later. I don't yeah. like that. Whatever they do with Egg, Egg Chen, back in Big Trouble in Little China is fine with me. Uh, yeah, but anyway, I'll put that list down in the show notes, I guess. I think I can yeah. come up with a way to put those together. But just, Indeed. I think those are hilarious weekend watch. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen them or the majority of people that listen to this. I'm sure you've seen one or two of them. Watch them all, and holy shit. Like, yeah. They're all fantastic in their own regard. I watch them still. Making the miniature Dark Crystal dual glaive thing for the yes. Fool's Trade a couple of years ago was still one of my favorite things that I've gotten to do. And I much like Al was talking about earlier, bringing your nostalgia to 
forward to do something with you. Uh, being able to make a puppet and then make a video and then make a video about the puppet and then push that all forward was like, that's still one of my favorite projects I've ever done. And I'm yeah. really glad I got to do that. But these movies are what drove that. Go for it. No, just uh, five out of six of those films, although we're from the 80s, are not set in the 80s. <laughs> nope. So it's not nostalgia for uh, beige glass in McDonald's and Kate <laughs> Bush. It's just nostalgia for basically Jim Henson. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, that's, I yeah, that's like... really not far off. It was practical <laughs> effects. And... Practical effects. Yeah. John Carpenter. John Carpenter. I feel like there's, there's music. Film, there's a Synth film music missing. and unicorns. <laughs> there's definitely a film missing from that list, and I can't I can't figure out what it is. And it's one that I it's know that Brendan story because it is not good. The Brave thing. Little Toaster. Go See, watch an animated movie, Brave Little Toaster. Oh, maybe that's it. Iron Giant. Oh, that they... movie crushed me what? when I was little. The Iron that Giant movie... isn't crushed me. Nostalgic. That was that's relatively recent compared to the rest. 25 but, years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's still late 90s. This is not a show about the 80s, Steve. This is a show about nostalgia. <laughs> but I feel like uh, Never Ending Story is good purely based on nostalgia. Like, it's one of those, like, as you remember it, it's great. If you were to watch it, I don't think it would be good. It's not but, good. Yeah, that's I never... what I just fucking said. Yeah. Whatever, uh, it's, it's fine. It's, it's good. You should watch that. Add that to the list. I think Steve's right. Add that uh, to the list. No, don't add it to the list. Uh, okay, don't. My list is better. Yeah, your list is definitely better than that. I know uh, you are, but what am I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, ah, that's it. Fucking, um, yeah. Uh, Flight, yeah, thank you. Flight of the Navigator. Flight of the Navigator. Yeah. That's that's the film I was thinking of. Uh, right. It was actually on a VHS tape. And it's about going back in time. Yeah. Is. Oh my god. Uh oh. There yeah. you go. It's good. It's good. I really want to watch Flight of the Navigator now. Um, You're up, Steve. Yeah, that, that's a very good, comprehensive list. Well done. Um, so, I like. Obviously, I mentioned it earlier on in the show. I would really like to spiff uh, the in defense of Scar um, podcast, but I think realistically for most people it's not gonna be as impactful as it was for me um and i've only listened to it like one and a half episodes so it's yeah but i do think that everyone should just like remember their favorite band from back in the day or their you know something that they feel really nostalgic about and just go on the like their podcast app and just search for the name of like the lead singer of the band or the band itself or the actor or whatever and just see if they've done a uh an interview on a podcast because you might find a really good interesting podcast um that brings back loads of nice nostalgic memories based on that um but i can't really put that in the shows because it's a concept not a thing or a thing to do rather than a link anyway so i instead i'm going to spiff someone else that we talked about on the podcast which is ashley mercer who is restoring the uk's worst skate park um he is on YouTube, but he doesn't post on there very often. Uh, he's more on TikTok and Instagram. And it's Ashley underscore underscore Mercer on both. Um, yeah, he's just like, he's a really nice dude. And he's just doing it because he wants to do a nice thing. And I think that's really 
I don't want to say nice because that's too many nices. It's a really sweet spiffing. thing. To do. Yes, it's a spiffing thing to thank you. It's a spiffing thing to do. Um, but yeah, and it, it again, it's one of those things where you watch it and you just like it gives you that like nice little wholesome dopamine hit of yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah see? <laughs> uh, can you remember the raccoons? The yeah. uh, cartoon. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know why that came into my head, but. Yeah, fuck, that was a weird show. Why did he have no pants on him? What was going on with his nose? Um, yeah, like, what was that about? What, I'm assuming what? he's some sort of anteater. Was that where he was? Oh, I don't know. Why was he pink? Uh, anyway, um, why, didn't they live in a caboose or something? <laughs> it was fucking weird. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, that that's my spiff. So, any other business? No, no. I have some AOB. Uh, he's not. An, he's not an anti. He's now back. I'm far off. Okay. That, yeah, that makes more sense then. Like, and I still don't know why he's pink, but I'll, yeah, why not? Um, so we had. Uh, I think it was last week, maybe the week before. We talked about the emails and the fact that we have an email and we don't ever talk about it. Um, and we got an email from someone. Hey, hey. Uh, and I said, if someone sends me, we're going to read it out. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to actually read it out? Yeah. Oh, for fuck's but sake. like, it's like, um, what's that radio BBC thing where it's like love letters and they play the jingle over the. Oh, fuck. Uh, yeah. On radio too. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Do, 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 do. <laughs> that one. Uh, but yeah, this is from uh, Steve Ellis of uh, Red Snake Forge. Um, and he just wanted to, I love the fact that he said I want to drop an electronic mail nice. uh, and say hello um, yeah his name is Steve Ellis Red Snake Forge on Instagram and he's been following us for a few years and uh, he just wanted to make sure that we get an email uh, or that that's not had... reading it out Steve that's you I've... having a conversation with yourself with I, was a mate, paraphrasing. With email. I was read paraphrase. the fucker out fine uh I was just I was basically read it, I was out. read it. There's no point if you're not gonna read it out. I was just double checking to make sure there wasn't anything that we couldn't fucking say. Anyway. Oh, that's a rare word. <laughs> I don't know. You might might put some personal details in it. Fanny. Uh yeah. Uh hey fools, just wanted to drop an email electronic mail and say hello. My name's Steve Ellis at Red Snake Forge on Instagram. Uh and I've been following y'all for a few years now. See, I said y'all. Uh I really just wanted to make sure to and get your email in my contacts. Uh, I'll probably never use it again, but at least I have it. Love the show. Thanks, Steve. Which yeah, was much better. I, I know. Uh, which, yeah, was lovely. So thanks, Steve. Uh, and I'm shit. Uh, fuck you. Um, yes, lovely. Thank you. You're ace. Uh, I was going to say you're spiffing, but we didn't put you in the spiffing bit. So it's a separate segment with its exactly. own jingle. Exactly. That's why I didn't use the S word. Uh, are you actually going to record the jingle, yeah. or am I? Am I going to put that? that I'll, I'll unbox in? the piano and we'll make a, our own version of it. Okay. Can you do that? Wait. Who's that? It's me this week, isn't it? Right. So it won't be done for another twelve days. So I'll... fuck you. Ah, oh, fuck and, off. And there won't, and there, won't, there won't be a thumbnail. I that's because I can't do thumbnails. you can do a thumbnails, you've done one before. You have to one. Uh and also I had the last the one before last ready the same day that you had the your one ready. Fuck you. Uh 
It's funny you didn't put it up on the fucking website. Ah, fuck. Brett bit you to it. Uh, I'm too far. I think there's another one I haven't done as well. So I'll go. I've got to go through and rejig them all. Um, is there, I'll have loads of time to do it, it by September, so I can actually keep up with things. Um, right. Anyway, uh, Brett's looking like he's Brett signed off. Just, just yeah, up, he's, he's he's reading. He's gone. He's gone. Yeah, he's reading CNN or something. He's just he's gone. That's <laughs> a Fox News man. <laughs> It was literally the only news network I could think of off the top of my head. The fact that either of you would even make a joke that I'm reading something news oriented. I was looking, <laughs> I was looking at an article about the uh, the scene where they all get the medals in Star Wars and how Han didn't really dress up for it. So, like, let's talk about news. Fuck's sake. Uh, yeah. Anyway, oh, he's wearing uh, that sexy yellow jacket. No. Oh, oh, Look right. at it again. Luke's okay. dressed up. Leia's dressed up. Han just shows up. Schlub. Han, Han's only got like one outfit. Who's scruffy looking? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, anyway, yes. Uh, I'm assuming you don't have any any AOB, either of you? No? Okay, cool. Uh, so if you want to find us as a group, no. If you want to find us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find, fuck you. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Ah, be back. Nice. I love the fact that your mic cut out for that as well. They always um, do. That's the point. Yeah. Uh, I also love the fact that nobody can see the stupid face that you're pulling when I tell you to fuck off. Um, and if you want to find us as a group, you can find us at FWT podcast or Fools with Tools. And you can email us at uh, hello at fwtpodcast.com. And if you do, one of us may read it out on the show. I'm not going to say we will. I'm going to say we may because no, 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 no. the best email of the week will get read out. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. I like it. Okay, you know, but, it's like a competition, but only based on the judgments that we three reckon. Yeah, <laughs> at the time, bad. <laughs> they're not predetermined. Yeah. I'm not having a good week. I don't want to read this one. <laughs> I want the saltiest email to win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm relying on you two to remind. Well, me get to the time. end. Anyway, uh, fucking, you're so miserable. I'm not. I'm just really hungry, and it's really late. It is. Yeah, I'm fucking hungry as well. I've only had one cider. Um, don't roll your eyes at me, Brett. Uh, yes. So until next week, we love you all. We'll see you later. Go be nostalgic. Bye. Bye.